Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday afternoon here on Colombo and Katie on 1019-941 News Talk STL. I'm all messed up because of the holiday this week. And, of course, we had the Iowa caucus yesterday afternoon, and we've got a whole lot to talk about this afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great. How Tuesday, are you? Right? Tuesday. It's Tuesday. That is the day. Tuesday, Wednesday, That's Wednesday, Tuesday. That's what we're Tuesday. doing. Used to elections being on Tuesdays, but the Iowa caucus was on Monday. So it's not Wednesday. Did it's you Tuesday. watch those numbers coming Yesterday in? Yesterday was a holiday. So, you know, it's all confusing. Did you watch the numbers coming in? I did. It didn't last long, did it? No, it did not. It was not a long night. We watched it on CNN. David and I watched it on CNN. And David said this. He's a, David, you know, we're flipping through the channels. And just like you, we don't we only have streaming and then we have the basic cable that Samsung comes with. Mm-hmm. David's like, oh, the Iowa caucus is here. You know, is that something you got to watch? I'm like, yeah, let's watch it for a little bit. Tony, we watch it for a little bit. Tony's like, wait. I mean, David is like, wait. So is, is this it? Like, are we just going to watch names being called and tallies and percentages going up? Like, is this what we're doing? I'm like, we can watch it for a little bit. That's we can what, watch it for a little bit. Then we that's can what get an out. election looks like. And uh, luckily, you didn't have to watch very long because it was over pretty quick last night. Oh, yeah. It was declared for Donald Trump. I, I turned it on a little bit. I guess it was getting kind of close to 8, maybe 730, 745. Mm-hmm. And it was already over. I was waiting until 7 because that's when the polls officially close. So that's when, you know, you're going to want to start looking. And it had already been called. And then I watched the numbers come in for a little while to see, like, how it was going to be, how it was going to finalize, who was going to finish in second, how big the the gap was going to be. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it's pretty anticlimactic, except for how big the victory was and the fact that that Ron DeSantis finished in second. I... Which is what he... I mean, you predicted was, that. You said that. If there was any way for him to stay in this, it was winning. It was taking second place. And he, he would have finished third because he's expect he's projected to finish third in in New Hampshire and well maybe <laughs> maybe fourth even in New Hampshire. But it, he's he's projected to finish behind Nikki Haley in New Hampshire and South Carolina. So if he didn't have this second place in Iowa, he would have been really sunk. So th- then answer this question for me because. I watched some of the victory speeches and I think it's funny that like Trump gave a victory speech, but then so did Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. I'm like, you guys got second and third place, but okay. Um, She seemed very optimistic. Now, is it because of New Hampshire? Because she seemed like for being third place, for being someone that got third place and lost, she was like, this is a two person race now. And it's like, but you're not included in that two person race. You do realize that, right? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I can't I don't know the quote verbatim exactly, but it was very close to, well, the voters have spoken and it's a two person race. Like, well, the voters have spoken and you just finished third. <laughs> so you're actually not in this equation. I mean, I I get what she's trying to say, but it's like it's not it's not a I don't know. It's not a it, it doesn't have as much oomph behind it when you just finished third. It doesn't and I think and you finished 33 or 34 points behind the winner. Behind first place. Yeah. And that's why 34 points. I mean, it was a biggie. It was a biggie. And I have to tell you, I was so, I was so excited. Again, 
I I don't know how many times I can qualify this. I think it's even stupid that I'm doing it now. But I am not like this rah rah Sinsbumba Trump person. I have never been that type of person. Right. And I don't know why, but last night watching the meltdown that happened with some of these media pundits, I was like, "Go Trump, go!" I'll tell you exactly Get them what it is. points, baby. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It just and I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Given my 100% own, I, I mean, obviously, I think that Donald Trump is a is a thousand times better president than Joe Biden. Thousand times better option than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. But if it was up to me, I would like to see Ron DeSantis, Tim Scott, maybe some others be in a, a real honest election with Donald Trump. Like getting it, you know, like it being close and voters having to to decide who the best person is. That's not what it is. So I, like you, am not this huge Donald Trump fan. Mm-hmm. However, the media and the left are so biased against Trump. And it's such BS like the lies I was listening to last Same. night, the lies I was you were you 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 listened to when you listened to the mainstream media, like the way that they, the way that they talk about things, the way that they deliver information like it's the truth, and you know, and and I know that I know that what, you know what we do puts us in a position. It's our job to watch the news. It's our job to stay up to speed and. Uh, know the truth behind these stories it scares me that these that these are the national these are the national news networks that are just lying just blatantly lying about donald trump and about the past and about you know things that he said and done and it makes you because they're so scummy so scummy they're so scummy they're such liars that you want you want it you want to rub it in their face. Yes. So all of a sudden, you start rooting for Donald Trump just because you want to rub it in the face of these of these liars in now the I'm media. Now I'm rooting for Donald Trump. And all of a sudden, you're rooting for Donald Trump and you didn't even mean to be. And there's so many people like that in the country. There's so many people like that. These charges, these various cases, these criminal cases against Donald Trump, the constant... Um, discussion about January 6th, hmm. all of it mm-hmm. benefits Trump because well, it makes people real. It makes it people don't like it when things are not fair. Things are even with somebody as powerful as Donald Trump, people don't like it when they're when somebody's not being treated fairly or being lied about or being bullied. Yes. And, and, I, and that's all that happens in the mainstream media, and it makes you root for Donald Trump, whether you would really do that or not. And I watched, I could only, I could only muster I and gather two minutes of my life to sacrifice to this panel discussion on MSNBC. Oh my God. It's this viral video that's going on on Twitter right now. Rachel Maddow, Jen Psaki, Joy. They're all, if I heard the word authoritarian once, I heard it a hundred times. Times just with that panel discussion going on alone on MSNBC, it was disgusting, Tony. And the 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 issue with all of those people, they're all looking at each other, and they're just so important, and they're just they're so just smart, so and the dictator, and the authoritarian, and and the ninety one lawsuits he has, and the problem with that entire panel discussion is that the blame and the shift didn't 
it didn't go to Trump anymore. It was reflective on the American people. They started to shame on this panel discussion the American yes. people and how they vote and how yes. they think and their ideology. They started to put everyone, not just MAGA, but everyone who could even fathom voting, every Iowan that voted for Donald Trump was a white supremacist. So they shifted the narrative from being all about Trump to now the American public. You think that benefit you think that bodes well? You think that benefits your panel discussion when all of a sudden you turn your ire and you turn your angst and your anxiety and your hate from Donald Trump to the American public, the people that view you? Mm-hmm. They have nowhere to turn, Tony. And so now the backlash is going to be on their viewers and anybody else in this country that dared, that dared vote for a Republican. Yeah. It's insane. I mentioned this yesterday. I, for the first time, I was watching an election night with no television service subscription. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have nothing. Like, I have only the free apps. So, you know, I have various streaming services that have, you know, 200 live television channels, but none of them are the main news networks. They're all like weird offshoots like Fox Now instead yeah. of Fox News and like <laughs> CNN headline news or CNN replay, or, you know, like whatever no, this other it. stuff is. Like um, you know, that none of the So I was I was clicking around on various websites and YouTube streams and one of the live YouTube streams was in was CBS News, and oh, I yeah. think it was their regular programming network feed. Mm-hmm. It was definitely the it was definitely the regular network guys. It was that major, whatever his name is, major blowhard. Oh yeah, <laughs> and what is his name? Yes, uh, I know exactly what you're talking anyway, about. It was him and 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 uh, you know a panel. And the, this guy, the guy that they had in Iowa that they kept going to from the studio, he was so, he was so disgusted with the Iowa voters. And I mean, he was just. That's bit, the right play. He was beside himself that Donald Trump won with such big numbers. And I mean, the hyperbole was on freaking 11. He this is this is CBS News. This is one of the Having main a meltdown networks and this is the reporting. This is literally the reporting that this guy was doing from Iowa. He was he was he could he could barely even stand being there. <laughs> and he literally uh, like I kept condemning these Midwest white Christian voters and their backwards allegiance to Donald Trump. And they, he said, he said the voters here who look at who, who today clearly, you know, spoke in one voice that Donald Trump, a man who is guilty of, of leading an insurrection against Mm -hmm. the, this Mm -hmm. is, this is a CBS reporter. A CBS reporter, like it's factual. Yeah, it's just unbelievable that you can just look at the te- look at the camera and just make stuff up, just lie about because you're because you don't like Donald Trump because you hate Donald Trump. So he's talking about how these voters, you know, had such support for a man 
who led an insurrection and tried on multiple occasions to overthrow the government of the United States. They have, they have, you know, all they've spoken clearly that he is their flag bearer. Oh my! This is what he said. This is this is his quote. This is exactly what he said. He is their flag bearer. He is their hero, and he is is he holds a higher power in their heart. Like he didn't say their God, but he alluded to it. that he is looked at it like he's their God a deity because yeah. these white Christian Midwest voters are so backwards. That they would support somebody like Donald Trump. And so, again, here I am sitting there, Mm -hmm. not the biggest Donald Trump fan in the world, now wanting Donald Trump to win by a thousand points Mm -hmm. to rub it in all these people's faces. It's like, you know, like you're you are you your lies and your biased reporting is is is. Only helping Donald Trump. Yes. They're, they are creating the thing that they hate most. Mm-hmm. And that is the problem with the media. If they would just butt out, yeah. if they would just shut up and butt out, they would see that, pe- that people like you and I wouldn't be watching that and being like, dude, I wish Donald Trump would just smoke him. Yeah. I wish he would just right. smoke him. Right. Because then... Because they have created a situation now where it is underdog against everybody else. Their, um, the idea that they had in their head became true because they made it true. They have become the enemy. Right. And Donald Trump might have put that into the universe and said the words, the press is becoming the enemy. Okay, there's no dispute. He did say something like yeah. that, but they it was, have. And they were. It was on display yesterday. But they have captured that title and now have worn it as a banner because of the actions, like you just saw. This is this is going to be weird for me to say this. It's going to be. It's going to sound not right to many people. I don't watch the news. I don't. So I was really taken aback. Because I don't watch the nightly news. Mm. I don't watch network news. I get my information from websites that I trust, from social media platforms that Articles. I trust. Yeah, from reading. I don't watch any, any, regularly. I don't watch any news broadcast at night. So I'm not used to, maybe everybody else is, used to the this being the way that things are reported. This I, I can't stand the media. I can't stand watching the news. This was so disgusting because there's no truth anywhere. There's no truth anywhere. So I'm trying to watch this and it's just making me it's just crawl, making me crawl. Mad. And the thing is, here's another another that I just want to like you just want to grab these people and shake them and go, are you you can't be serious with the way that you are reporting this and talking about this. So, you know, they are just, they are sick, sick that Donald Trump, a man like Donald Trump could be winning this election and winning and, and having people vote for him. You know that on the other side are the Bidens, right? You yeah. know that Hunter Biden right. is, I get, look. Donald Trump has said and done some pretty gross things that are 
hard to or impossible to defend. Yeah, or dispute. Like some of the things that he has said. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Mm-hmm. But there's, it's not like the other side. Is it just as bad or worse? Yeah. So if you if Donald Trump and the things that he has said in his past are so dis- disqualifying that he's this disgusting, horrible person that could never be anywhere close to the White House. How are you supporting Joe and Hunter Biden yeah, and scum. Kamala Harris? Scum. Above the law. Scum. You talk about like above Jamie the law. Pritzker. Oh God, Scum. Tony. If I—that's the other thing. If I saw JB once on one channel, I saw him also a hundred times. Over, I got quotes from him that uh, we get into as we go through. Wait, this too. but we—these people are the worst campaign the co-chairmen. Bidens are so. But they are the Bidens are the most crooked, crooked. corrupt, privileged, elite swamp, swampy people you could ever even create in a laboratory but they're great are you kidding i'd rather me? have them over donald trump i mean yeah right it was it was disgusting and it does like you said the point is even people who maybe aren't necessarily the biggest trump fans in the world suddenly find themselves rooting for donald trump mm-hmm. because of the way that the the lot the the reporting is because it's, mm-hmm. it, it's so it's so in. It's so untrue. Untrue. Bad reporting. So at the end of the day, uh, Donald Trump wins with fifty-one percent of the vote. So he even beats that fifty percent threshold, which J.B. Pritzker said isn't enough. J.B. Pritzker said that Donald Trump winning by only with only fifty-one percent of the vote shows how weak he is. After a 30-point victory in Iowa, J.B. Fritzker says, oh, that's a perfect... See, we told you Donald Trump's a weak candidate. He only got 51% of the vote. Yeah, he won by 30 points. Yeah, come on. So we'll get into that. I want to talk about that. I want to digest and go over some of the other things that happened during the Iowa caucus, since the Iowa caucus, and uh, also got some local stories I want to get into as we go through a busy afternoon here on Columbo and Katie. We will talk to Crane Durham from Nothing But Truth next. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. Looking back at the results from the Iowa caucus last night, now looking forward to New Hampshire. Uh, just to set the table here, in case you haven't seen the, uh, they're not final numbers. I think it's at like 95% of the votes have been counted. I'm sure that's just like absentee ballots and things like that that are still um, outstanding. But uh, basically the final numbers from the Iowa caucus are Donald Trump with 51% earning 12 delegates. Ron DeSantis in second place with 21.2. Nikki Haley in third, 19.1. Vivek Ramaswamy in fourth, 7.7. Uh, as I mentioned, Trump got 20 delegates. DeSantis got nine delegates. Haley, eight. And Vivek, three. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy also dropped out of the race following the uh, results of the Iowa caucus last night, as did uh, Asia Hutchinson. <laughs> Who I kept Did seeing. Did you know his, Asia Hutchinson was still in the race? I kept seeing his picture on the lineup, and I'm like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then I'm like, "Oh wait, that's Asia." I kept seeing him. 
He said uh, <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> what is he doing? Last night after after the uh, uh, election was over, he got, by the way, he got 191 votes. I think I could have gotten 191 votes yep. in Iowa last night. He said, quote, I am suspending my campaign for president and driving back to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Hey, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm driving back to Arkansas. I'm driving back to Arkansas. My pickup truck. I'm just, quote, I'm suspending my campaign for president and driving back to Arkansas. My message of being a principled Republican with experience and telling the truth about the current front runner did not sell oh, in God. Iowa. Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I'm going back to Arkansas. <laughs> Poor Asia. Oh, who knew? Asia Hutchinson was still in the race. Well, he's not anymore. And neither is Vivek Ramaswamy. And joining us now to talk about it is the great Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com who joins us every Tuesday afternoon. And Crane, brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. I'm coming through the curtain. I'm hopping on stage. I'm shaking your hand. I'm pulling you in for a hug. And then I'm sitting down. (laughs) We want you to stand, brother. As long as you're not driving home to Arkansas because you're upset with the voters. Yeah, that's our. uh, You you can do whatever you want. That news alert was, I, I expected some kind of uh, cry on or what or the radio would be <laughs> right. when you announced it. Yeah. Breaking news. So, all right. So we've got we've got one big night behind us. The presidential campaign is now officially underway. People have voted. Uh, the people in Iowa have spoken, give Donald Trump a huge win last night. And I don't know if you heard Katie and I talking in that last segment, Crane. Yeah. But because I, I think that you, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I'm, uh, I think that you kind of fall in the same category as Katie and I do. You're not, you're not mm. necessarily a huge Donald Trump fan. But right. when I see reporting like I have seen, mm-hmm. it, particularly, I mean, I know the reporting has been anti-Trump. I know that Trump yeah. derangement syndrome is real and it has been real for a long time. But when you see it at a level that it was at last night and then through the day today, it mm-hmm. almost makes you want to root for him full, you know, full bore because yeah. of how disgusting and dishonest the reporting is against him. I can't help but believe I can't be the only one. Katie and I can't be the only ones that feel this way. I can't help but believe that these that the media and the politicians, with the way that they are so desperate about how their hatred of Donald Trump isn't, in the long run, benefiting the former president. What are your thoughts overall on on the media coverage and the results last night in Iowa? Well, I, I no longer throw things at the television due to the fact that I'm married and that <laughs> would not be productive, I'm told. But in all seriousness... It, I do scream at it. Yeah. And these are the things that it's hard not we all to. have been out for years. And uh, since Bernie Goldberg wrote the book Bias, I mean, that's 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the story hasn't changed. It's only gotten worse. And that's what we saw from the reaction from the so-called, well, they, they, say, they say Trump is a radical, right? But our racial discussion on MSNBC is Al Sharpton and Toy Reid. Mm-hmm. Antifa is an idea, according to our president. And total double standard when people are attacking the White House, it seems, or a government building, right? With Most recently with the Hamas supporters. 
All right? Mm-hmm. You have that. You have a religious liberty, and if you identify, excuse me, recognize that sex is binary, uh, male, female, that's it. No others. Somehow you won't be able to do your service if it's tied in with a religious community that has a set of beliefs that most Christian denominations do. Mm-hmm. So th- this is what the landscape is. All of this, Tony. Meanwhile, groceries are going up. Katie, we've talked about this. Groceries are going up 25%. Mm-hmm. The immigration is, is out of complete control. Mm-hmm. And here the mainstream media does is that Donald Trump won, won, so therefore you're all Donald Trump and you represent everything he's ever done. Mm-hmm. And many of us are saying, no, but given a choice between Biden and Trump, you bet your bottom dollar I am going to vote for Trump six days a week, twice on Sunday. So if this continues throughout the entire election, Crane, which I'm sure it will... Uh, does this actually, in the long run, benefit Donald Trump? The fact that he is so um, untruthfully attacked by the mainstream media at the level that he is, does that uh, does that rally more people behind him? Maybe people like you and me and Katie that otherwise would be maybe looking for other options? It's built in, Tony. It's built in because we are sitting here in a post-COVID world. Uh, I always say, I'm on vax. You got a vax. You can do that. That's fine. But I would never make you get a vax. This president, Biden, made people. He was forcing the issue. And people were let go from their jobs or asked to leave the military because of that. That changed the entire game because we saw government, federal government, on a massive scale, use their power irresponsibly. And it was based on lies. So this is not some conspiracy theory anymore. It, it, it never really was. And now we've seen it. We've all experienced it. We've been mugged by reality. Immigration is an issue because Democratic cities that were sanctuary cities feel the pain Texas has, and border towns have been dealing with from day one. Reality is here. And the more people feel that, I guarantee you're going to get somebody who actually solved the problem. And you have Donald Trump, and he was really, pardon the expression, screwed out of his first couple years because of the Russian hoax. Mm -hmm. And that came from Hillary Clinton, of course. But the bottom line is that he has a record, and things were good. And, oh, he's not a nut bar. Oh, we have actual talks with North Korea. We actually are being respected around the world. We took out Soleimani. And we've got the guy, Donald Trump, or excuse me, with Joe Biden, who can't walk off a stage without help from his wife. And, and believe you me, I love when my wife helps me off stage. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> not a good thing. No. And Crane, whenever we look at Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, we see Vivek Ramaswamy dropping out of the race. He endorses Donald Trump. What does that, do you see a place for Vivek Ramaswamy whenever it comes to Donald Trump's cabinet? Or are we not even looking at those kinds of positions? It's way too far I mean, it's way too far out to even have that kind of estimation, that kind of talk. 
Well, it's a great question because you know this is all about somebody advancing their own agenda. Yes. And we saw it with Cruz and Rubio not getting out of the race and basically battling each other, and Trump won uh, last in, in 2016. So my point to that is I think everybody's jockeying for a position. And what happened to DeSantis was a Christian conservatives are with Trump. They feel he didn't get his fair shake, and he delivered. He was transactional, but he delivered. And that's something I didn't really see happening because of Bob, Bob Vanderplatz and, and the governor and the Santa's ground game. Mm-hmm. So my point is, when you have people dropping out, like, remember, Ben Carson dropped out, and he became a secretary, uh, you, you learn that, yeah, there's some calculation there because they want to have an impact. And... Even though I really disagree with uh, so much of Ramaswamy, he's right when he gets the issue of what's happening in this country in the sense of the press and framing issues and not having an honest debate because it's a false premise. It's going to be super interesting to see who, you know, who those people are that join his uh, administration or, or announce as part of his administration, in a, you know, in a uh, an official capacity, because um, like Ukraine, I was, you know, uh, I'm a little surprised at Donald Trump's that, you know, lead in with some demographic areas that were, you know, delivered by people like Mike Pence. In the 2016 election, um, and uh, you know these the evangelicals and and other areas uh, that Trump doesn't seem to need that that help anymore. So I wonder if we're going to see somebody like we saw in 2016 when it comes to vice president for Trump. If it's going to be somebody that they that covers up, um, you know, uh, uh, apparent weaknesses that uh, that mm-hmm. Trump has, or if there's just going to be another. You know, like another mouthpiece, another like you know mini version of of, of Donald Trump. Yeah, it's going to be it's very in- interesting question because on that note, and this is something that I talked about a lot about with the family, mm-hmm. and it's about Sarah Huckabee Sanders mm. being his running mate. Yeah, oh, wow. and she could be a pit bull. She's super bright. She's dealt with these people. She's the governor of Arkansas, and recognizing that. And notice we haven't heard a lot out of that. And Mm -hmm. remember, she was the press secretary, and Huckabee is so close to Trump. I mean, Hogan Gidley at one point worked for Mike Huckabee, okay? Mm -hmm. Former White House deputy press secretary, who's very good at his job. Yep. And regular on the show. The point is that that's awesome. You should ask him because I I went to college with him. Oh, that's cool. A lot of fun. Yeah, no, he was on the tennis team, and uh, he he was uh, he's a great guy, and I knew him for a short time, and great guy. He was on the so. panel last night that I was watching. As I was flipping around, I was watching various live streams on YouTube last night, and I, the one that I watched the most, because it was the one that was covering the, the most, was the CBS. But I did flip to the NBC, and it could have been on the NBC, could have been the network coverage as well. But I was watching it on mm-hmm. on YouTube, and Hogan Gidley was one of the was sitting there on on this panel. Mm-hmm. And there was some guy, and I can't remember the point that he was making now, but some guy just making some ridiculous point about Donald Trump and how only winning by 50% shows that, you know, the J.B. Pritzker line that I have that uh, I was going to read a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like yeah. that he's like only getting 50%. This is, you know, the, oh, this is the, this is basically their incumbent 
uh, candidate, and he's only got half the uh, you know he's only got half the uh, voters on his side. This is you know this is a sign of of horrible weakness. And I and as I was like thinking the in my head the thought that I, like I I was literally yeah. completing the thought of I can't believe Hogan is just sitting there. Taking this, like as as I'm forming that thought in my head, Hogan Gidley goes, "I gotta stop you right yeah, there." Please, like he just like he jumped in and uh, yeah. and and had something to say, and you know, and and pointed out just how uh, ridiculous that point is. I do want to I want to dig into that point a little bit. Also, uh, speaking of Donald Trump's uh, cabinet and possible running mates, mm-hmm. he teased uh, a little bit of something on stage last. Last night in Iowa during mm-hmm. his victory speech, and in fact, he basically promised somebody uh, that that this, that they would be a big part of his administration. Didn't promise vice president, but did promise that this person was going to be a big part of the administration. And uh, I'm not saying it's a bad pick. I'm just wondering if it really has any type of uh, uh, impact, sway. or influence, or sway at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to get into that as well. I want to talk about J.B. Pritzker. I want to talk about uh, this tease that Trump uh, had. Also, a really interesting um, study or report was just released uh, showing the candidate that has been attacked the most by political ads. Oh, in, in this in this uh, in oh, this that's political interesting. season. Yeah, it will, and I think the results are even more interesting because I bet what everybody's guessing and thinking is not correct. Okay. So I want to get into all of that and more as we continue our conversation with Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com next here on Colombo and Katie. Lots of those friendly people. Welcome back to Colombo and Katie on 101.9941 News Talk STL. I'm Tony Colombo. My partner is Katie Fitzpatrick. And joining us on the line, as he does every Tuesday afternoon, is Crane Durham from NothingButTruth.com. You can uh, follow Crane there on the website every day, NothingButTruth.com. Also on the Nothing But Truth Facebook page. And uh, Crane, as we were just talking about, uh, as we were going to that last break, Donald Trump last night a tease that Doug Burgum could hold a important Dougie. administration role after his win in Iowa last night. The former president praised his ex-rival and North Dakota governor, Doug Burgum, on the Iowa stage, promising him an important role in the next administration. Uh, Trump said, quote, Doug Burgum from North Dakota, the governor and his beautiful wife, Catherine, and he got out of the race. Uh, Trump said following his uh, win, he went on to say, quote, what people didn't what people don't know is that he actually supported me on the other side twice already. Right. Mm. That he decided Mm. to do it and he was outstanding. I wasn't asking you right. I was reading the quote Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that he decided to do it and it was outstanding. But the but the traction is never easy. You need controversy for traction sometimes. And this guy is the most solid guy. There's no controversy whatsoever. And he's one of the best governors in our country. And I hope that I'm going to be able to call to him, uh, call on him to be a piece of the administration, a very important piece of the administration. So uh, there you go. Donald Trump last night on stage in Iowa promising Mm -hmm. that Doug Burgum is going to hold an important role. A lot of people are, you know, interpreting that as being vice president. I don't necessarily, 
you mentioned Crane, you mentioned Ben Carson, mm-hmm. you know, as another perfect example of a former of somebody that was in the race against Donald Trump in 2016 that became a, a, a part of the cabinet but wasn't vice president. Um, what do you think of that? What do you think of Doug Burgum uh, playing a role in the uh, 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 a potential Trump administration? Well, it's good for our energy policy because that's where I see him, Secretary mm-hmm. of Energy. Mm-hmm. And I think that Trump knows how to tap people that have some not only based on loyalty. See, it goes a couple ways here. He gets these people who are qualified and game changers. And Burgum is, and housing and urban development with Ben Carson, he was a game changer. So I think that speaks real well of the Trump administration as he fills it out, possibly. Whenever we look, Crane, to the future, because we're talking about this Trump administration and the collection of people that he might gather for those cabinet members, do you feel that Trump will gather the strong, silent types? Because I know Teach Me How to Dougie. I know that he had a... I know he, his campaign was, you know, he was a good person and he had a good debate whenever the, actually, the camera actually went to him. But Crane, do you think that Trump is in need more of the strong, silent types and less of the bombastic, outrageous types in order to make the cabinet, I guess I would say, complete personality wise? Well, I think that he is the star of the show whether he wants to be or not, but he really wants to be. And so he's the newsmaker and he's so charismatic that it is something that if you see flashes in other parts, uh, potentially people get distracted Yeah, and he wants to get the job done. I think he's learned some things about his first administration. I pray that he has on how to get things done Same. and, and, and work with people. I think, if you're looking at people who are competent, then look at DeSantis. I wonder what he'll offer DeSantis if he offers him anything at all. It because DeSantis is a leader who gets things done. And when you have that kind of track record, you look to fill that place in your administration with those people because you don't want to just talk about it. You want to solve it. I don't see Ron DeSantis being a part of the Trump administration. I don't either. Do you, Crane, in the end, do you see him? I, I see Ron DeSantis no, if I he loses. It was, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, it, 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 but he is a problem solver and he gets things yeah. done. And he was, I, I think he's an extraordinary governor. And I don't think he's over after this, even being term limited out in Florida. I think he's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but on that same conversation, I don't. I, I agree with Ukraine Secretary of Energy mm-hmm. or something like that. I think is the is the role for for Doug Burgum. People are. Katie mentioned in the last segment of Vivek Ramaswamy dropped out last after uh, after the uh, results last night in Iowa, and people are rumoring that he could be a part of this administration. Uh, do you think that the, Do you think that Trump um, and his people are zooming in on a zoning in on a on a vice presidential pick and if so who do you think that might may be who do you think it may be that they pick and who do you think uh may be the right choice for the party in case those are not uh the same people well i think a lot of people are thinking nikki haley and uh, i think you all know and i i know that's that's not going to happen because it, Nikki Haley undercuts the conservative message, and she recently blew uh, d- 
a question about gender most recently. I like Nikki Haley, but mm-hmm. when she messes up in the culture war and has that kind of performance, I'm like, wait a second. Also, I, I think what Trump wants is somebody who will back him up as vice president on what he believes and what he does, even if it changes. And the person who's had experience doing that is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, I, I you and know, you, so, you mentioned her in the last segment, Crane. Was, I, I think that she is a, I think she's a great pick. I do too. I think that she would I be. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think that she'd be a great, mm-hmm. uh, great pick. Um, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we're, we got, we're going to get to a couple more here before we run out of time. And I know Katie's got a question. Go ahead. Green, I just have one more question about Iowa. Does What does the show, what does, what does the voting, what does the landslide that Trump was able to produce, what does it show about the current political climate and what folks are feeling on the ground about this year's presidential election? Well, even with a lighter turnout, far lighter turnout, it shows that people are interested and they trust Donald Trump. They see the country going to absolute H-E double hockey sticks and Hades. It's and and they look at him as an agent of change who has, whether it's transactional or otherwise, has delivered on his commitments because he's done some extraordinary things in his years as president and he was hamstrung during those years. Also, the underdog idea in the sense of the underdog being viewed as Americans don't like power being used against somebody who does not have power or is being overpowered unjustly. They just don't. They may disagree with them, but they don't like that because every American knows it's in our DNA. That could be us one day. And so we look at that and we say, hey, this is out of line. And even people who may not vote for Donald Trump are sitting there going, taking him off the ballot. That that's, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're changing the rules. We're going tyrannical here. Yeah, it gets back to the point Katie and I were making at the beginning of the show that even if you even even if you're not the biggest Donald Trump fan in the world, the way that they have mm-hmm. treated him mm-hmm. uh, in the media, outstanding in politics, outstanding point, are Bernie. driving people are driving people to him. Crane, last question for this week at least. Yes. Um, uh, oh, I, I forgot to ask Crane's percentages. We'll catch oh, up on percentages darn. next oh, week. I'll give you. Some, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, please. Go uh, ahead. Not, uh, Ninety to ninety-five for Trump. Okay. Twenty percent for Biden. Okay, got it. That was the chances. Yeah. Uh, Crane's predictions on our chains. How he's feeling about. Uh, Trump and Biden being on the ballot in November. Okay, got it. 95, 90, 20. 95 and 20. 20 yeah. um, so uh, I think that uh, that may even answer this last question. Just about a minute on this one, uh, Crane. <laughs> After seeing this this landslide victory last night in Iowa, mm-hmm. is it uh, is it time for Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis? Is it time for everybody to, to consolidate in the Republican Party behind Donald Trump? Or uh, is it still the right thing to do to keep this going uh, a little bit longer into New Hampshire and South Carolina and beyond? Uh, I, I think it's, it's the voters make that decision, and I think they're making it. They made it in Iowa, and they'll make it in New Hampshire and certainly in South Carolina. I'm not dodging. I'm just saying if sure. somebody is going to the task of running for president, which is uh, I can't imagine how much uh, how much time and work and, and what toll it takes on your family and everything else. So I have respect for both of them as they are in the race and leave it up to them to get out. 
Great stuff. As always, Crane Durham, who you can hear every Tuesday afternoon here with us on Columbo and Katie and uh, every day at nothingbuttruth.com and on the Nothing But Truth Facebook page. My friend, I love you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You Take care. God bless. Yeah, back at you. Great stuff there from Crane Durham. Want to continue the conversation. Um, A former Joe Biden aide sounds a whole lot like the first lady, Jill Biden, uh, criticizing the president's presidential campaign, saying all they need to do is let Joe be Joe. Joe be Joe. And everything will turn around. I'll explain that a little bit. And uh, also, Joe Manchin is uh, planning to meet with Joe Biden to urge him to come back towards the middle because he's driving away the center of the country. We'll talk about all of that next.